can't make heads or tails this in the dark. Besides, I'm no engineer. We're just gonna charge it. Let's do it. Bugger this ruddy fence. It's just a pile of kindling and wire. I'll take a running start and charge straight through it. Welcome to Turtle Power Presents Power Playthroughs Podcast with Turtle Power. I'm your host, Turtle Power, and this is the podcast where we play games in a powerful way. Uh, we're going to check out Sovereign Syndicate uh, here. I was sent a code for this one. Oh man, the character's name is Atticus. Aw, that's the name of my boy. Uh, follow Atticus daily as he explores the seedy underbelly of London's East Stockland in search of his mother, a reason for living, and his next fix. He's a... He's a, a Dapper Minotaur man. Maybe not dapper. He just has a top hat. But he also has a, a sword cane. Uh, archetype selection. Atticus is a prisoner to the voices in his mind, giving into his vices, surrendering to base urges, or being forced to reflect on the life gone wrong. Which voice speaks loudest? Animal instinct, spryness, wit, or self-discipline? Animal instinct. Blaming his fiery temper on his Minotaur blood, he embraces intimidation in combat. Swearing he has a handle on his vices. Okay, we're gonna use that. Man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him a mask and he will tell you the truth. Oscar Wilde. Okay, some text. A dark shape looms over you. Against the guttering lamplight, the black shadowed form hovers unsteadily like a cutout in a magic lantern. You can't be sure whether it's a real living thing or another grim manifestation from your week-long bender, which at first blush you appear to have survived. Or is it the face of death come to claim you? In any case, the specter seems to be in no hurry to move along. Painful memories prick your gin-addled brain. Now you recall why you're here. You chose this alleyway in London's East End to drown the last of your days in drink. Well, if this apparition isn't the angel of death then even at suicide you have failed. Click to continue. Uh, an old crone says, Atticus, he's coming. Wake up! And I respond, Get out of my head, you old crone. <coughs> Excuse me. A masked stranger says, Atticus Dali. Uh, now my wit says, Nothing but a dark silhouette for a face. No, it's a mask. Self-reflection says, his voice is cold and mechanical, like the hinge of a heavy iron door. Concealing his identity, no doubt. Uh, and now it says, self-discipline, try to speak. Likely skill check. 17 difficulty burst, 10 self-discipline, 7 required to succeed. 56% chance. Okay, we're gonna try it. Uh, success! I drew a 7 of cups. Uh, who <coughs> are you? Spryness says, instead of a response, he proffers me a tin-stipled flask. Self-reflection says, a small kindness. Take it eagerly or wave it off. Uh, yeah, we'll take flask. I'd been hoping for the hair of the dog, but alas, it's only the chloric bite of London tap water. That was from my wit. Uh, so this is doing the, uh, the old, whatchamacallit thing. Uh, the old, that one game. That old something. 
Uh, Self-discipline says, better than a parched mouth, and at least a little bit restorative. Sprina says, stowing the flask, the stranger leans back into the dim light of the gas lamps. Gas lamps. I can finally see his features in full. Self-reflection says, he wears a brass button traveling waistcoat, complete with a scarlet hood and a mask of ornate gold panels. It glitters in the gaslight, delicately crafted. Wit says, finery like I've never seen. And finery is highlighted. Ooh, I can hover over to say clothing, especially when well-made. The Master Ranger says, on your feet now, you sorry sight. And we see my character standing up. Uh, what is that game called? Oh my gosh, it's on sale on the Switch right now. It's called... Uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh. You all know, you're all yelling at me like, Troy, this is obviously the same style of game as a game where you talk to your inner voices. Inner voices pops up. No, that's not it. <laughs> Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. Okay. Uh, my self-discipline says, dizzy from the head rush. It's hard to keep my balance. And I can say, who are you? What do you want with me? Or I need a moment. No, I want to know who he is. Who are you? What do you want with me? A friend in need of your services. A friend? But a man of his station so deep in the decklands. Dockland spells trouble. Misery acquaints a man with strange bedfellows. I say, I need a moment to get my bearings. Fair enough, but I'll be watching. The stranger pulls back his waistcoat, showing off a gilded flintlock pistol. Over the years, many a minge bag have come to collect. This barmy naff is no different. <laughs> I like that it, it highlights minge bag and barmy naff for me. Uh, task started, the mass stranger. So many outstanding debts and foregone second chances. Is it all catching up to me? Uh, no matter, let it be tonight, or he can try it like the other others, but none have succeeded yet. Uh, weary or worse, no matter, let it be tonight. Ooh, temperament. Temperament is a representation of your character's mental state, progressing from desperate, weary, con content, optimistic, to hopeful. Choices can change your character's temperament. Certain dialogue choices are only available based on your temperament score. Okay, and I lost five hope for saying that. Uh, pick up your cane sword, it says over there. Oh, but I'm not supposed to do that yet. Hold on. Old Crone says, Come now, show these things on so it does dire. Task started the old crone. It's up to me, seeing every impulse to an outcome, snuffing out the pleasures of life, should I so desire. I can say, What I need is peace and quiet, a place to clear my head, or can I focus on pleasure in such a state? There are far too many voices in my head. Uh, Self-discipline. What I need is peace and quiet. I got plus one phlegm, apparently. Uh, not sure if it's peaceful or quiet, but behind that padlocked door, you might at least escape the stranger. Okay, chapter one, Beggar's Lane. Let's pick up my cane sword. An evening cane concealing a steel blade and a cherrywood sheath. Below the brass figurehead is a band of crushed velvet. Battle scarred and a well-worn handle. And suitable in arist aristocratic circles. Uh, take the cane with me, obviously. Should really keep better track of my belongings, even on a gin vendor. It's a really good idea. Um, okay, what else can I check on here? There's a padlock door. Uh, oh, there's some newspapers. Let's check those. The Illustrated London News. A fleet-footed journalist takes to the East End, underground and undercover. The hard-boiled scoop on the courtesan killer. Who's really behind the murders? And what is Scotland Yard still hiding from the public? Read on for the gory details. This story will boil your blood. 
I'm going to use wit to ponder the news. Your inner voices are, are at odds. When you choose one of the voices over another, this changes the balance of your humors. Over time, these voices become stronger. Okay, uh, plus one black bile. So wait, where's my humors? That must be my character. Okay. As you play, you'll accumulate humors. When a humor bar is filled, the associated attribute will increase by one. Each humor is related to an aspect of your being and will increase the more you indulge or exercise that part of you. Phlegm, yellow bile, black bile, and blood. Uh, animal sting instinct is yellow. Wit is blue, which is the black bile. Self-discipline is phlegm, and spryness is blood. Okay. Okay. Let's go back. Um, uh, it's a shame no one deserves to die like that. Oh, it's talking about the, the courtesan killer. Maybe not, but they knew the risk. The East End is an unforgiving place, or that's true, and I've kept their company before. It could have been an acquaintance of mine. Uh, yeah, I'm self-disciplined. We're going to say that one. Ariana? It's entirely possible. Or, I truly hope not, but it's been a while. I should check on her. Yeah, plus one blood for that. Dolly's being hunted. It is rather curious. Investigate the murders or leave it to the police? Yeah, we're going to investigate the murders. I'm no police special, but I'll see what I can find. All right. Uh, areas of interest. Explore the world around you to discover helpful items on your journey. East London hides many secrets. Press and hold the highlight hotspots button. Highlight areas of interest. Ah, ooh, some liquor bottles over there. What's up there? There's a, maybe a trash can up above me. We're going to check the liquor bottles. Uh, Genevieve, rock gut, and dry gin bottles are strewn about, broken, and empty. Wager these are remnants of a day drowned in sorrow. Feels like ages ago. I can say that it's what's left of my stash using wit. Using animal instinct, I can say it looks like a day well spent. Or self-reliant is crossed out, so I can't say that. Uh, I'm going to say what's left of my stash. It's worth a closer look. I can look through the bottles, or I can say I've had enough. I'm going to look through the bottles, sure. 50% uh, chance on this. Okay. Ooh, minor tarot. To make a skill check, you'll draw a card from one of the four minor arcana decks. Each deck contains cards numbered from 1 to 14. They also contain the world, which will always succeed a skill check, and the fool, which will always fail, and then reshuffle the deck. Okay. Cool. Continue. I got a four of wands plus my 12 lit against 20 difficulty means I failed. Nothing here but empties. Okay, we're going to go up the stairs to the herring basket. That's what's up there. I've got a journal. I've got an inventory. I've got options. And then tarot. Major Arcana. You've unlocked a Major Arcana card. There are 20 cards for Major Arcana to unlock. Uh, cards in the Major Arcana unlock specific personality traits. Oh, okay. So on this one, I've got the chariot. Intimidating. Okay. That was just by default with uh, how I created my character, I believe. All right, so we're checking the herring basket. Uh, Slatterwind basket made from hazel cuttings. Willow branches weave around the bottom for support. Why am I up here looking at a basket? I surely have more important matters to attend to. Smell the rotting fish from here. Several days past its prime. Yeah, we're gonna lean in. Let's have a look. White strips of flesh swimming in a pool of decomposition. Kippered herring. I can open it. Uh, I'm 40. I'm unlikely to succeed. We're gonna open it. Uh, I failed. <laughs> Got a five of cups. Not enough. 
knocks back to my haunch as there's a lingering rotten meat stench in my mouth. Yeah, gross. Gulping on the cool air, I find my footing well away from the rancid basket. Ew. I'm sorry I made you try to eat some gross fish, Minotaur Man. Alright. Let's go. I think the guy walked to the left. We're gonna go to the right and see what we can find. Palladium. Uh, gears and cogs. Let's check. It says palladium on a wall here. Last night's hard to recall. Bodily aches suggest they threw me out around closing time. Oh, so that's the bar I was at. Okay. Let's go check the gears and cogs. That seems suspicious. Mechanical odds and ends shimmering in the gaslight. Worth a little tin if you deal them to the right engine man. Sure. Let's gather them up. Oh man, what's this? This is like an electrified fence. It says containment fence. Let's go look at it. Military grade reinforced with barbed wire. The sign reads werewolf containment zone in luminescent paint. Electric bolts arc between the fence posts. The smoky ozone scent flooding your nostril. Uh, the moon will be full or the moon will be full for another two nights. I might be safer inside instead of at the whim of this stranger in his brocade waistcoat. I can use wit for no harm in a look. Um, 53% chance? We are worse as bugger this ready fence, it's just a pile of kindling wire. I'll take a running start and trade straight through it. Or no time for this now. Uh, let's, let's do, let's do the draw. Um, I got the minus 100 of wands, which is the fool. Can't make heads or tail this in the dark. Besides, I'm no engineer. We're just gonna charge it. Let's do it. Bugger this ruddy fence, it's just a pile of kindling and wire. I'll take a running start and charge straight through it. <laughs> <laughs> a penny paper lies in a rain puddle, sodden and scarcely legible, save for these lines. Minotaur body found. No known relatives. Service held by the Sacred Heart. Alms accepted. Retry. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Whoops. We did We did a death. <laughs> oh, it just it starts us standing right in front of the fence. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I figured I was going to die, but I had to try, you know. Oh, a missing persons poster. Let's check this out. Julian Bertram O'Brien, orphans missing from Sacred Heart Orphanage. Small reward furnished upon any information leading to their safe return. Please have a heart for our poor children. The Sisters of the Sacred Heart, 22 Cherry Wine Lane, East End, London. Alms accepted. I remember this place. But I'd rather not think about it or, and what's it got to do with me now? We're going to choose that one. Uh, when a tragedy strikes, the ripples are far-reaching. A brother and sister gone missing from where I was brought up. I can say, is it also connected, or being known for myself, should I be the one to investigate that one? There are unsettled spirits in the Darklands, and like it or not, I play a part in their pageantry. Hopefully not as some marionette with strings to pull for their amusement. I'm sorry, I'm not doing different voices for the different voices, because I can't keep track of which voices I'm doing for the voices. Uh, then I should leave no cobble unturned. Search for the missing orphans. Heck yeah. Um, alright, let's talk to these vagrants. I got, I got a whole bunch of objectives piling up on the screen there. Three rootless souls taking their ease in the heat of a steam vent. One of the few free comforts to be had in old London town. This one is Poe Pickett. Drifts around the city so much it's hard not to know him. Might not remember me, though. Bah, Balderdam. Dash, that landlord. Bloody mailer refuses to fix the heat in my ab abode. Them mutton shunters cast me out on the bricks like flicking an ant off a sleeve. The unfortunate companions huddle for warmth, their tattered garments splashed with hail stains. 
These men are dusty, perpetually so. Not that I miss the old quarters, no. With the endless boiler dobble, troubles, was not much warmer in the head than out here. He looks at me at askance. Wager's mood still needs thawing. Oi, horns! If you're not handing out hot meals, bugger off! Talking takes thinking, and I got lots of that to spare, case you didn't notice. Okay, walking further down the street, seeing what we can see. There's some more gears and cogs. Gather those up. Gather the gears. There's a guy sleeping on the street, can't talk to him. The overground station, ooh, there's a wagon and the mass stranger. I'm checking the overground station, the railway. It's the witching hour, so of course the trains are running. No escape from the stranger this way. All right, we'll go talk to the stranger. Hello, mass stranger. The stranger stands with a loose grip on his footlock. Right then, you ruddy sight. Let's get going. We'll need you battling or batting on a full wicket. Shall I let him ragdoll me around East London? Uh, I can use Spryness to say not a chance, or he could put a bullet through my heart in half a moment. Now it's not the right time to challenge him. Yeah, we're going to try Spryness. 69% chance. We drew a five. Success. Oh, we, we tied. Success, or ties go to us. Uh, with my stature, I should get the best of him. Still, it's a question of speed and dexterity. Now we've got like a comic book panel playing out on the side here, showing me like charging him and reaching for his flintlock. I take a big swing at him, but he dodges deftly. Even so, I make a pass at the handgun, and he slaps my hand away, but he swats me away like a child. I lost five hope. You can't shake me off. I'm not one of your debts. The soldier's cold and steely gaze. He must have seen combat, scores of bodies like I can't imagine. It's a rictus curse. The blood is hardly pumping in my veins as, I, as the fight leaves my body. And I say, fine then, I'll go along willingly, but if I'm to meet my end, please spare me the pain of it. I'm glad we understand each other. Now I can try a wit check for where are you taking me, or I'd rather not suffer any more than I have to, but you're gonna explain. We're gonna try the wit check. The success. I drew, I got a crit. I drew the hundred of wands. Uh, so I say, where are you taking me? Somewhere you'll be more comfortable. That's not much, but okay. There's no time for dawdling. Belland, he hasn't any conscience. Belland says, expletive signifying contempt. Yes, yes, it, yes, it is. Uh, if it seems like London left you behind, humor me for the evening. Otherwise, I'll deliver the bounty on your head, and I won't have any wasted time. Your headache rages with a fierce second wind, and every step is a hammer and nail in your psyche. The stranger's reckless pace only makes matters worse, his arm like a vice grip, dragging you down a mismaze of twisted alleys until at last a string of paper lanterns appear. Buoys in a sickening sea of night, the cherry glow of Red Lantern Lane. Within waves of jasmine and sandalwood incense, memory washes fear away. This might be the only place that could convince you to keep on living, even just for a night. The gas mantle above the door fills you with fondness, cleansing the rust of your mind-gouging hangover. You've arrived at the Red Lotus Den, the only place you've ever felt at home. No need to be pulled along now. You go inside willingly. Happy now? Body aches, persistent nausea. From a physical standpoint, I'm barely holding together. Allow me to rephrase. Have you ever been happy? Uh... 
and I, the, the only option I have is can't say that I have, but I've gotten close to it here. Withdrawals. They can muddle our heads and make us weak. Don't worry, you'll feel better soon. Okay. There's a changing area. Uh, towels and bathrobes, disarraying cubbies. I could change into something more presentable here. Sure. But I pawned my extra finery to cover the last bender. No regrets. <laughs> Alright, there's a bath. Let's look at the bath. A steaming bath awaits your tired bones. Wouldn't it be good to get cleaned up? Yeah, take a bath. Uh, how about not smelling like vomit and cane rats? We shan't defend the ladies. Plus ten hope, plus one blood. Wonderful. Nothing bad happened. I was sure we were going to die in the bath. Uh, there's the mass stranger, there's a centaur bouncer, and there is a mahogany bar. Uh, let's go check the bar. A brass lintled mahogany bar lined with candles, casting eerie shadows on the centaur behind it. His equine muck sweat cuts through the smell of incense. Careful there, centaurs are known to have short fuses. Especially in long hours in service occupation. I can use self-discipline and say some centaurs have been kind to me, I won't pass judgment until he proves me wrong. Or animal instinct that says cantankerous creatures. No, I'm not going to be a racist. Come on. How about Mr. Browncoat? He's rather unique. I, Bixby Browncoat, the owner here at the Lotus. Most nights he's waiting at the bar, so I hope he hasn't taken ill. I can say maybe I'll wait around, or fortune favors the bold. Let's do that. Let's talk to the centaur. The centaur leers, his misshapen chin a shelf for a cigarette, jutting from a jangle of bad teeth. Good evening, sir. We'd like to gain admittance. The scally ignores him and turns to me instead. Must say I'm impressed by his nerve. Let the cow pie speak. Looks like he's got some quarrel with yours truly. Uh, I can say no quarrel, just here for the or here for the lotus. Or I've dealt with your kind in the past. Believe me, it wasn't pretty. No, let's, nah, we're intimidating. We're gonna do that one. I've dealt with yours kind in the past. Believe me, it wasn't pretty. Is that so? We're here for the lotus. Nothing more. Not buying it. This one's got a screwed up fizz. What's the matter, eh? Did somebody forget to muck out your stall this morning? That's a good comeback. I smile as condescendingly as possible. Something wrong with your sniffer, I spec. Need a pretty little ring through it, eh, heifer? <clears throat> We'd like a luxury booth, best in the house. The damage is done. He called me a heifer. I have no self-discipline on this. Surely it's not the incense I'm smelling. It's the horse shit spilling out of your manky mouth, which you better shut before I swell it shut for you. Come now, I shouldn't get blood on Bixby's floor. Look, this is a clean place, and your lot's not welcome here, always fighting and whatnot. I'm going to say that's absurd. I come here all the time. Now, now, let's not go bucking when the night is young. I'm sure we can work something out. We're back in a comic book thing. The stranger smacks a five-pound note on the scrub top, and the centaur's eyes boggle. Just like a centaur getting hot and bothered over scratch capital. That'll get you inside. As for the sirloin, policy is policy. As long as I look like a minotaur, I'll have a hard time convincing you to let me through. Bullocks, I should cut him to pieces. Uh, and I can attack him, or I can try wits to uh, speak to the owner. We're going to try that before I attack. Uh, success! All right. I'd like a word with the owner, please. We happen to be on a first-name basis. The centaur whinnies and narrows his eyes. We're both well acquainted with Bixby. 
fix me, eh? Oh, I'll say about that. He'll be making his rounds any minute. And here comes Bixby out of the back. Centaur with a cool black leather coat. Out trots Mr. Browncoat, surely come to see what the fuss is about. He wears a long-faced countenance, a gold pocket watch, and a lavender-tinted pince-nez on his aquiline nose. Despite his careful preening, the turbulence of a life lived in the margins show on his face. Hello, hello, what do we have here? I've not started my rounds and already there's a scuffle in the foyer. Uh, I can say your new bouncer didn't seem to recognize me or the bouncer is saying that Minotaurs are no longer welcome. We're going to say that. And why not? Minotaur is welcome here like any other customer. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, Mr. Browncoat, I should have known. Oh, we'll talk about this later. As you can see, there are clients to entertain. Bixby darts a disapproving look at the bouncer. I suppose good help is hard to find, but rest assured you'll have a private booth and bottomless hot tea on the house. Now, gents, let's away to the Lotus. Bixby ushers you through the door and leads the way down the back stairs, the stranger on your heels like a stubborn shadow. The Red Lotus is draped in a haze of pale smoke dotted with flickering candles and incense glowing like cinders in the night. The smell of burning opium is dark and rich like a batch of floral biscuits with a sharp afterbite. The pale red glow from the Chinese lanterns paints the space in perpetual twilight. It's easy to lose track of time within these walls, willing away your days like a blissful waking dream. I love the writing in this. What's that gear? What's that gear clattering racket? A jet of steam cuts through the quiet of the den. Uh, I can say, oh, it's a little robot guy! I can say, bugger off, you brass bucket, or I can say, what a curious machine, I wonder how it works, or what's an automaton doing here? It's not as if it can partake. Uh, I'm going to yell at the robot. <laughs> my, my bull hates robots, I've decided. Success! Uh, bugger off, you brass bucket. That's done it. It's ready to blow a gasket. Uh, sorry, there. Didn't mean to startle you. That's not what a steampunk robot should sound like, but whatever. Off it goes, heading for the private section. Uh, where'd that mass stranger get off to? I should I should have attacked the bartender because I want to see if this game actually has combat. Uh, I, I suspect it does not. Uh, I think I probably would have died. Uh, a bookshelf, a sturdy MS steel bookshelf. The spines show titles such as Arcane Magic on the Eastern Edge of Ruin, Opium Through the Ages, and Parlor Games, Love in the Dream Time. Uh, making our way to the back. A dwarf and an automaton. Evening, stranger. The dwarf has a warm and amiable look with a set of crystal blue eyes, sharply intelligent, and a red mustache that is so full it could crawl off his face and build a cocoon. His beard is elegantly braided in the common style. I finger the brass rings in my own goatee, which is coarse and stringy by comparison. How do you do? Uh, I'm going to say, just fine. Some kind of inventor, are you? I name's Theodore Redgrave, Brotherhood of Boffins. But call me Teddy, most people do. Brotherhood of Boffins rules, that is such a good name. Uh, I'm gonna say, your automaton has got a name. This here is Otto, perfectly friendly. He is, if a little odd. Uh, stands to reason, though who among us isn't a little odd? Truth, or truth if I've heard it. What can I call you, sir? Atticus Daly. Teddy pats the automaton with his fat paw. Mr. Daly, from the both of us, it's a pleasure. Otto's gonna need some tweaks before the brawls. We'll have him fit as a fiddle in no time. Brawls? You must mean pit fights. 
Unsanctioned sparring events where gamblers bet upon competitors, sometimes ending in death. Aye, the werewolf pits, to be precise. See, I'm a hunter of fell beasts and monsters. After the pit fights, those outlaws are all tatterdemalian, beat up and worn out. Much easier to take in for a bounty. Only three days, yet the moon is full-bellied. Better have a good mind to who you're betting on. Uh, I've been to my fair share of pits fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bully, I just know you're a man of culture. <laughs> and that's on top of having the kind of stature I look for in a cove eager... A cove, a man. A cove eager to be on my docket while partaking in pit fights. A fetching offer, but I can't commit just yet. Besides, the stranger wouldn't want me to be led astray by such endeavors. He strikes me as the kind of fellow who'd cross oceans and deserts while giving chase to his quarry. Uh, oh, wait a moment, if I had a little scrap to sell, would you be interested? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this cogs are worth a bit of sterling. Heck yeah. I got, uh, six silver... Six... So... Six? It says six S space O-P. Oh, six sterling zero pence. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, cool. I got some money. Where's our masked man? There's a dreamer. There's, there's our private booth. Lattice wooden screens and a high back seating provide some comfort and privacy for those that can afford it. The loose are made of a luxurious calf leather. Calf leather, my poor brothers and sisters, skin for a creature comfort. The leather is well-oiled and plush with dimpled riveting. Delicate china and exclusive menus of the Denza offerings are available here for those of a more discerning taste. It seems I infer a treat on account of the stranger's pocketbook. As fat as a Christmas goose. Let's make the most of it, then. Surely he didn't bring me here for the ele elevated conversation and pleasure of my company. Better be on my guard. Uh, I'm going to say he could have already killed me and collected on my bounty, but he didn't, so I should hear him out. It's worth seeing what he's after. Aha, she's still chiming in as if she had some kind of preferential status. That's The old crone is the only one that, like, that, that seems to be a distinct character as opposed to a voice in my head. I'm, I'm confused with that, but we'll, we'll find out, I suppose. now sitting with him in the booth. The menu is embossed with an array of oral morphines, liquid and powder cocaines, and all manner of midnight oil. Teddy seems an interesting chap, and the automaton is quite something, isn't it? Bugger the small talk, why'd you bring me here? We've got plenty of time for explanations. Why don't we start with a sample of some of the den's wares? Now we're talking. Perhaps the fellow's not so bad after all. With so many deer poisonous variations, with so many with so many deer poisonous variations, it's hard to decide when we'll hit the spot. Deer means costly. Okay, I must say I'm impressed with your discretion. I would have thought any fix would do. Uh, as I can say, you're just greasing the wheels for whatever it is you want from me, or thanks, I suppose. But I know it's not from the kindness of your heart. Uh, greasing the wheels. Uh, ooh, animal instinct has increased to level 19. Uh, Master Ranger says, We'll see if you sing the same tune when it's said and done. Now then, while you think about the entree, I'll prepare the appetizer. He takes a small tablet out of his shirt sleeve, cracks it in half, and drops it into my teacup. The other half goes into his own. You can't expect me to drink that. Half and half, an equal dose. I wouldn't kill us both now, would I? Alright, we're gonna drink the tea! Plus 20 hope. Woo! Uh, cheers to not killing anyone. The drug tea restores my spirits instantly. Took me ages to perfect this remedy. With this new blend, that ghastly teeth gnashing anxiety's gone, leaving just the euphoria. Seems this stranger is no strain seems this stranger is no stranger to drugs. The pains of my withdrawals are all but absent now. And for the main course, how about white wind elation, an artisan brand of opium? 
You must be fond of that one. The old crone says, His lighthearted confidence seems like a front. I get the feeling he knows you better than he's letting on. Any sort of psychic barrier is useless. The bothersome hag won't leave me be, and here I am to face to face with a telepath. Enough of this facade, not only did you pick up my local place, but you pretend to suggest my favorite blend like it was a lucky guess. I know a little something about you, it's true, but it's part and parcel to my profession. I keep tabs on people who pique my interest. I ask how he's been tracking me, which is Animal Instinct. It wasn't all that difficult. You only have a few haunts. Uh, on with it then, you've tried my patience long enough. Very well. I already know your life is a roughneck and a panhandling mage, but what about before that? What about Sacred Heart? Uh, I can't pretend I've never heard of it because I don't have charlatan, so I have to be honest. It was where I grew up, before I looted the nun's coffer and took to the streets. I gathered as much. What I'm not sure about is your parents. All I really have are guesses. Ooh, Wheel of Fortune. This character has gained the retrospective trait and will now be able to select dialogue options that require this trait. Cool. Uh, my mother likely gave me up because she couldn't pay my key. I suppose my father either died or walked out on us. So, the sisters never told you anything about your parents? I can't say for sure, but it's too bloody unpleasant to think about. If the memory's there, we can call it back gently. This fellow's lost his mind. Something's occurred at the Sacred Heart that you've forgotten. With help of an opium dream, you might recall the details that will lead to your mother. Lead me to a gravesite, you mean? What would that accomplish? On the contrary, I believe she's alive. Her name came up on a ledger at the Bethnal House. Uh, a private mental hospital, okay. I've seen my share of swindlers, but this takes the cake. Just humor me for a moment. Matilda is, of course, her given name, but how about her family name? Animal Instinct says, if I've ever known, there's no chance in Hades I remember it now, or I don't think the sisters of the orphanage. Yeah, Animal Instinct. But if you could recall Matilda's family name, and it's on record at the orphanage, and matches the ledger at Bethnal House, you could prove her identity at the hospital, and by claiming kinship, set her free. Why does this guy care? That means digging up memories of the Sacred Heart. Not exactly how I thought the night would unfold. Uh, even if what you describe is possible, why should I want to find her? Aw, that's... One's so harsh and one's so soft, because the first one is wit. I'm sure if my mother's alive, she's forgotten me. And the other is, even if what you describe is possible, why would I want to find her? I guess we'll take that one. Oh, that's up to your discretion, of course, and I cannot share my own motivation for the truth. He's dreadfully opaque, isn't he? I cannot force your hand, but unless you can think back to those troubling times, then you won't be worth more than the price on your head. A bounty, I'm assuming you'd be happy to collect. But I won't have wasted my time. He's offering me a chance to live, but only if I can drop those memories. So, what'll it be? The dream dose and a voyage between the banks of memory? Or the death dose and the end of all your days? Uh, I can take the dream dose. I can't take the death option. Wouldn't let me. Because I'm not, uh, super depressed. I've got hope. You take the stranger's offer, eager to lose touch with harsh reality, and for a chance to recall everything that could lead you to your mother's whereabouts. Shortly after drifting away from consciousness, you find yourself being enveloped by a miasma of repressed memories, the stranger's recent inquiries reminding you of growing up in the Sacred Heart Orphanage. Auntie Emma's warm embrace suddenly morphs into chilly restraints as remembrances of dooryard scruffles with bellicose orphans resurface. It's as if life's refusing to allow you to seek refuge from tangible hardships, no matter how potent your drug of choice for escapism is. This place, it's surely a dream, but it's all too familiar. 
You must find what the stranger is seeking in your memories. Thanks, old crone. Oh man. Creepy dream imagery. Things are getting distorted and there's like no floor, it's just darkness. And uh reminds me of the, the blood trail and Max Payne. I'm looking at a statue. The open arms of the angel are perfect. The open arms of the angel were purely symbolic. I never had a home in this dreadful place. I had to grow a thick skin in my younger years, even if it made me more socially impenetrable. Sister Heloise. The courtyard is nothing but hard-packed sand and scruffy grass. Heloise watches over the children at play. The masked stranger says, By this time, you were big enough to give as good as you got, and the ones who wouldn't fight you insulted you with abandon. As the others adapted, I became more isolated. I often thought of running away. Sister Heloise says, Atticus, you'll be 12 years old in a week's time. There's something I need to tell you. What's the difference? I'm getting out of here as soon as I can. Now, now, Atticus, let's hear what she has to say. It's about your mother. I should have told you sooner, but I didn't know how. I'm sorry, Atticus. I wish I'd been more brave. At least you're telling me now before I quit this place. The day you arrived, there was a ring wrapped up in your blankets. You're old enough to have it now, and your mother left this, too. Eloise hands me a piece of old parchment, a note from my mother. Can you make out what it says? And say, no, there's no message, I can't produce memory, or there's nothing written down. It's a blank piece of paper. Animal instinct, there's nothing written down. The truth will come in time. I'm sorry I kept this from you for so long. Did she ever come back for me? She came back half a year later and insisted you were a child. She mentioned the note and knew the date. We found you on the steps. Why didn't I go with her? Hush, Heloise is coming to that. As your mother signed in at the registry, a horse and buggy drove outside. And there was a terrible shout as someone bowled over the sister at the door. When this fellow burst in, your mother went stiff as a corpse. Could it have been my father? I don't know who he was, but he struck a panic in my heart. There was malice in his every step. A twitching, insidious man. He took your mother, and she never returned. I forgot about this day for good reason. Perhaps you were too young to hear the tale. Hearing this from Heloise hardened me at the time, but it still didn't change the fact that I couldn't stand the sacred heart. After I fled the orphanage, I did search for my mother, until I decided there was nothing I could do. Perhaps not then, but this is now. I'm so hooked into this. I want to know! What's happening? Why does this guy care who my mother is? Ah, uh, The problem is I'm also very tired. Uh, so friends, this is where we're going to leave it, friends. Can you believe we're doing this? Can you believe I'm doing this to you? Oh, story. What, what, a, what an unsatisfying place to end. Uh, but, uh, hey, this was just a, this was just a first look at, at Sovereign Syndicate. Uh, it's very cool. It's a Disco Elysium-ish game. I did not expect that. I, I thought this was more of a action game um, from what I had little I had seen of it. But I am delighted that it's this because I am very eager for a game like this. I actually barely touched Disco Elysium. I really should play that. Um, but this one lets me play as a Minotaur, and that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you to the team that sent this over for me to take a look at. Uh, I am excited to play more of it. I will probably share some thoughts when I've uh, kind of seen the story through of Run Geek to Geek Media. So keep an eye there for more. Uh, and keep an eye on the Power Playthroughs podcast for more uh, first impressions or ongoing series. I played Golden Sun for like 15 minutes for the first time in two and a half years. So if you want to hear me play Golden Sun, there's a new episode of that. 
until next time, friends. Tap A and I hope for the best. If you enjoyed my show, it would mean a lot if you would rate and review it on iTunes, share it on social media, or check out my Patreon. You can find all of my stuff at troidalpower.carrd.co. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.